team is family to me. Not only the fans, but the players, the staff. Everything about this place is my home. Let's jump in. We're here with uh, Carlos, a.k.a. Hold on a second, Core. Hold on. I'm going to get <laughs> no. to you. Okay, all right. So I'm. we're here. I'm going to try and do this quick because I know Core is going to try and cut me off again. Carlos <laughs> M., uh, a.k.a. President Bird Hello. from Bird. The Crew 2 Discord, Discordeca, uh, and Core, who is wearing a hat, and uh, he is... Uh, also from the Crew 2 Discord. Uh, we want to jump in with you guys and learn about Crew 2, MLS Next Pro, the league. Uh, I expected to be cut off, but now... Well, the thing is, I can't really <laughs> cut you off there. What else do you have besides introductions, you know? Oh, we don't have... This is unstructured. Yeah. I, I liked your... I, I did like the, uh, the, uh, the interruption. Um, okay, so... Why don't we why don't we do a quick um I know we we talked a little bit before we got started here but why don't you kind of introduce yourselves and how you what role you play uh in the crew 2 discord and and just more generally with uh the larger crew uh structure Bird yeah. Okay. Uh, Carlos or Bird, um, call me what you want. Uh, Bird. We we have we're members of the of the crew Discord, right? There's a uh, it's for crew in general, and there's also where the whole crew to the Capybara, uh, the Columbus Capybara's idea, you know, was uh, born, and it's also where we talk a lot about that stuff. It's a lot of the original enthusiasm over the the nickname, and a lot of of the work and the memes that we've constructed came came from there uh so that's what we do and i uh, you know car and i and a couple of the members of the discord decade uh we manage the capybrava uh twitter account which is uh in i am a terrible fan because i've only been to one crew two game uh but yeah but you're in uh, denver yeah, I do live far away, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm really glad that I did, you know, that they made it to the Eastern Finals because that's the game. And that was incredible. That was, you know, top five games that I've been to. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and we manage uh, that account. Core does a lot of work on that, too. Uh, so, so do other people. And we're just trying to create and, and work on this space for uh, fans of this new team that is yeah. really closely associated with the crew and create a culture that is nice and positive and welcoming and fun mostly. Cool. So core, what is the, what is your, what does the group look like? What role do you play in, in the group? And, and you know, how, how do you all, you know, what, what's your strategy for, for, for building a following? Great question. All right. So, <laughs> Uh, my role is basically just being a capo. Uh, I don't I don't like saying that I do much more, but everyone says that I do much more. Um, I help manage the uh, Cappy Bravo account. And our group kind of just looks like a bunch of dudes who just showed up one day, who didn't show up in the Nordic, who just showed up in the in one of the stands and just started like 
started heckling David Beckham's kid. <laughs> and then I wish Haas was here. Yeah, Haas, yeah, Haas that's like right up Haas. <laughs> he loves yelling at kids. It's like his favorite thing. <laughs> and then somewhere down the line, they started getting good. And then yeah. now yeah. we're at the North End and there's like, I don't know, it started with like five of us and now has grown to like 25, which I say is great. I say it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And there are chants and people have created merch and, you know, there's all kinds of things and it's all pretty organic and just people having fun. So, yeah. So when did all this start? Like, take us back. What, you know, when, when did, when did you all jump in and, and, or when did you all look around and notice each other and, and start chanting? When, well, what are you talking about? Are you talking about like when it started online or when it, we started like going to games? There's only five of you in the games. You just look around. You're like, we're friends now, right? Because there's five of us. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, either or, you know, what uh, you, you're affiliated with the club, right? So tell us about how that happened. So Bird made Bird made the comment. Everyone knows how this lore goes. Bird made the comment on December something, December 6th, and was like, Columbus Capybaras are bust. And then yeah, everyone it was, just they, it was the day they announced that we're gonna have a crew too. Sorry if I'm really loud. And the uh, the I just thought that the name crew two was was lazy and boring. Super and lazy. It could have been much better. So alliteration came came through in that one. And yeah, Bird yeah. really did come through with that one. It was like just like it altered the timeline. Our timeline was going really well, and then it got better. But um, with that, the first few memes started going through. And one of the memes is the one that I have on my profile picture right now. It's just the capybara wearing the 2021 uh, gray jersey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then that's really like the first one that took off. And everyone was like, all right, we're going to go with this one. Because, because after it, too, people were also still coming up with like funny names, like just different names for it. Yeah. But after after the meme, it was like, all right, Columbus Capybaras, it is. And then um, it just kept going. Then it just kept going, like, in the chat, like, by ourselves, really. We didn't really say anything on Twitter. All we really did was we were just posting, like, just dumb Capybara things that we could do. Like, uh, I remember one thing. Let's get, like, let's all get in a van and then go to one of the away games as, like, a joke. And then I made a capybara in a van with like a crudely painted on side of the door, just saying crew two and then on tour or something. Yes. And it's just, it's just dumb stuff like that. But then the were you going to games? Were you going to games at this point? No, because games hadn't started until like March, I believe. Oh, okay. And so we, we kept the momentum going yeah. but just as a joke. Yeah. It helped that during the same time, for some cosmic reason, the capybaras became really popular online too. No one were talking about them. And then yeah. the okay, up, <laughs> I pull up meme started uh, going around with uh, that really popular song. And then capybara accounts, maybe it's just selection bias for me because on Twitter, I follow uh, soccer and those um, hourly animal accounts. That's the two things yeah. that I consume online. Yeah. And Is there uh, anything else just, online? I don't want to know. <laughs> And, I don't want to know either. <laughs> and I um, just started seeing you know, more and more capybaras. And I think that that drew 
the enthusiasm and the attention from people who are outside of our little niche group of friends who are just, you know, carrying on, taking a joke a little bit too far. Yeah. I just kind of thought it was like the algorithm. Like as soon as I like saw, I said capybara, my phone was listening. It's like tight. Here's a bunch of just pictures of capybaras. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. they're everywhere. Everyone's talking about them. And I'm, I'm just assuming maybe that probably isn't the case. So you started the capybaras like 2021 December and then they yeah. didn't start playing. So that was like right off the jump. I thought that came like mid season. I missed. No, a lot of people think that though. A lot of people think we just kind of, once the team was getting popular, we were like, okay, let's, let's hop on the bandwagon. Yeah. 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 We've been, okay. we've been chanting for a while. So you started the, you started the Twitter account. Let's, let's plug that real quick. Follow the Capybrava at twitter.com. Uh, use code Capybrava for all your Capybrava merch. When you go to our website, please click it. It doesn't cause a virus. I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't cause a virus. Click it. Click it. Click it. All right. All right. So, so I, why I, is it a dot net? <laughs> <laughs> it's dot gov actually. I just <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so beyond the the Twitter, you're going to the games. Um, what is What's your relationship? You know, like how does how does your role in the capybaras tie into uh, the Columbus crew? Are you know do those do those circles of the diagram cross over, or or are you guys just you know all in crew too? Well, I'm friends with Lauren Courtois, and I'm friends with um, Marco Micheletto. Kind you of, you can bring them in. I know they're sitting right there. Just come on in, guys. I know. Come on in, guys. Come, <laughs> come on, on in. in. They're fighting to Jason um, in the other room. But our relationship started growing when through two at the beginning of the season. Like, I think after like five home games, they started liking the things that we were putting underneath because they weren't really. I, I assume some social media manager was looking like at the replies and yeah. questioning why there were replies in the first place for a second team and then questioning even more why there were all just capybaras. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they, just they just started liking them impulsively. They stopped liking them, which makes me sad. But um, uh, but you know, and then you have like actual players liking it, and the way it really took off was, people think it took off in like January in July when they actually went to the zoo, but it actually took off when Noro Fusan first put on the capybara hat. He was on board. Yeah. He was on board. Like. Uh, yeah. long before anything everyone else yeah he went online and found a hat himself and shows up to a game wearing a hat with a capybara on it and that was pretty sweet it was really sweet uh, for us and i think so cool. one of the cool things that that it relates is that the team was really i mean really really successful this season and yeah. that would draw of course engagement online and that kind of thing and 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 eyes into of what i probably think the MLS and the crew themselves thought it was it's just a you know a, a farm league project but there was actual engagement with it and uh, we talked with someone from the league who, who who talked to us as well and they said you know you guys get the most clicks the most views on everything that you said this is really picking up That's and awesome. so it helps with the getting the name out there and it helped I think I I you know, maybe I'm just being super arrogant, but I like to think that it helps brings more people to the games as well because you'd see, you know, little kids and some sometimes they even had capybara plushies on them. And 
you know, that kind of stuff. So that's the connection I think that we can have with the crew organization as you know bigger. But and we are, of course we are all crew fans as well. Uh, during uh, that span of time last year where we got scored, you know, at the last minute of every game, game yeah. after game after game, I got a little depressed and I said, I'm only going to watch Crew Two games. I'm only going to discuss Crew Two for you know I'm, I'm solely a Crew Two fan for. A few weeks, which didn't didn't seem too bandwagony, um, uh, but <laughs> cleanses the palate. Yeah, it was really cleansing. Uh, they're really fun team to watch, uh, and I'm really excited to see what they do this year. So, talk more about you know. You said that it's not just a farm league; it's not just a farm team. Talk about MLS Next and what it is, how it plays into the the broader soccer picture in the U.S. So personally, I, I believe with that, I think it's only a crew Rochester and St. Louis thing. I don't think it could like fan wise. It's only those three teams, like no other team can replicate it. What do you tell me more about what you mean by only St. Louis, Rochester and Columbus? So Rochester has had fans since, you know, the, I don't know, nineties. They're basically the same age as crew. It's their first team. The reason a big thing is a reason like why we have so much fan engagement on that day is because they have fans coming from away days and that's why St. Louis was playing their first team and so that's the only reason why they had fans. Um, and Columbus is just a weird story of coincidences and uh, openness to like join in the thing. Uh, I personally like doing, I like thinking the Cappy Robin like the, and like what's going on with Columbus is different than everyone else because instead of just farming players, we're also farming fans, like younger fans into like being supporters. And so, but uh, yeah, that's like the thing that can only happen with us three. Well, and how many, how many total teams are there in MLS next? 21 was last season, but now I think we, um, two more team joins, right? Yeah. And then we have three that are joining in 2025. Right. It's going to be wow. 27 totals. Uh, it's been to 28 in 2023. Yeah. And those three that are going last year. Oh, wait, no, we're having two join in 2025. Huntsville is joining next year or this year. So mm-hmm. in Atlanta and Charlotte and Carolina, right? There's a bunch of teams joining. Yeah. It's hard to keep track. But yeah, so the NMLS Next Pro is a, a league that I guess the MLS created to develop younger players. So it's, it's very, it's, organized so that teams would target players you know as young as you, you see 16 year olds playing the the really um, you know great kids from their academies um, and give them a chance to play at a higher level so that they're prepared i think that what they looked into is that you have all of these other um countries around the world in europe or south america where uh, these younger standouts have the chance to play against higher competition in in the case of the u.s that's harder to do because you're either playing club or you're doing your high school and stuff like that and by the time you go to college you know you have 18 year old 19 year old phenoms who are already playing in, in the big leagues outdoors so i think it's uh, the idea to do that they're doing some testing as well for rules and you know we had that uh weird really weird yellow card rule uh that they try until and, so, and the the 30 or 15 second uh downtime that you can have as a player otherwise you have to get out for three minutes 
So I think that they're mm. also trying new rules to see how they operate in the game. So it's kind of a, a little bit of a lab for yeah. uh, the MLS as well. That's crazy. So I didn't know that. So I did um, a bunch of research like 10 minutes before we hopped on here <laughs> to wrap my brain around. <laughs> <this stuff>. yeah. <laughs> so what? Yeah. So I heard the guy who's like in charge of it talk and they're like, yeah, like he, he went over a bunch of stuff that I thought was really interesting, but that stood out like a sore thumb because he was like, yeah, we're just going to test rules out in this league. And I was yeah. like, wait, yeah. what? Like maybe, yeah, yeah, may, yeah, it, yeah. It's just like bonkers. They're going to be, I just, you know, I think they should like bring back, you know, I, I, I envision that they're going to bring in that like orange card where you have to sit out. Like it's not a red card, but you have to sit <laughs> out for 10 minutes, like Time the out. penalty yeah. box or whatever. What's I his can't wait for them to make a rule that makes absolutely no sense. No sense. Like, yeah, I, no headers between like yeah. 30 and 45 minutes of the game or just Yeah, dumb. it's it's going to be But I just thought that was like of all the things it's like yeah, we're going to like bring up the youth, we're going to grab stuff, we're just going to make up rules and then something else and I was like you can't just skip over that. Oh, you can't no, just be like bring yeah, we're going to develop one-on-one. players. One-on-one the, the one-on-one goalkeeper. That's also what I said. Uh 15 time-wasting rules the cards uh if you get a red you're not allowed to you're you're allowed to play for the next game but once you have to play for like against that specific team again you're out <laughs> yeah, yeah okay awesome. it's yeah. like uh the xfl or something yeah. like that yeah. or the you know just like yeah it's cameras on the yeah. field those or kinds the, of things. yeah the mtv thing where it has the 25 point right. basket oh no the camera the cameras are terrible i don't know if you guys watched awful. Yeah, w- yeah we did watch it. it's like one guy on a handheld just <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. like thanks tony appreciate yeah. it awesome. is, is this like going to be affected by the apple deal or is this totally separate still is- it will be affected um it is the uh, apple has bought the rights to both mls and mls next pro so mls next pro will no longer be free which is a big downturn for all of us. It really big is, yeah. But if you're buying the MLS um, Apple stuff, did you get that for free? Is it like an add-on or is it like... It's like an add-on. No one else cares about it except for us in Rochester. Rochester's pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rochester was like the one team that was like a standalone team. I think St. Louis was supposed to have a team this year, but because of COVID, Mm -hmm. it got pushed back. So like... That's their first team. But... Then yeah. you have other independent teams coming in very soon, like Huntsville, Alabama. Well, they're associated with Nashville, yeah. right? And then you have the Carolina. Well, they're associated right? with Nashville. They're associated with Nashville, but their their structure right now seems like it's completely separate. You know, it's like being funded by Rangers in your Orange County. Interesting. I see a North Texas soccer club. That's mm-hmm. the Dallas Academy team. It's the Dallas yeah. Academy? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So these are essentially just academy teams. Yes and no, yeah. So it's what's where the academy standouts go to play. So you can think about some of the the crew players like Knight and uh, uh, remind me Aiden Wolf. Yeah, Aiden Wolf. Like some of the the, the kids who played for or uh, Zwadski, Parente, they're all um, former crew academy players who are playing for uh, crew too. Yeah, but you can also bring players from other teams, from other leagues, from other countries. Um, like which we've done yeah yeah and you can also steal uh really good players from other teams like like san jose yeah like san jose and rochester yeah and uh toronto with uh jrr 
What do you yeah, mean? JR, uh, what do you mean, Bert? JR is from Columbus. We have his homecoming rights. He is from here. That's right. Been in Columbus. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's called the pirate. Anyway, I'll keep going. So 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 how many how much do all the different teams put into it? Because it seemed to me that like you said, you said Rochester and the crew, and that we were head above most teams when it comes to the talent and the interest and the investment in this. Is that something that's changing or is it just, they ha- we just happen to be that much better this year? Or is it just because we focus more on that? So um, in terms of uh, like everything to do on the pitch, uh, Philadelphia is about to catch up. Philadelphia is yeah. preparing. They got all, the, they, they took this year off and, but next year they're, they're going to be unstoppable. They're going to be like prime time us. Um, so we're going to have to look out for that. Um, so Philly uh, didn't have a team last year? No, they did. They just okay. didn't perform as like they performed well, but they just didn't perform as well as Columbus. They were they I were I mean half their starting team is like 15 years old. Well, right. yeah. Just, they're all like they're they're <laughs> yeah. yeah. All they have to do now is like put a 10-year-old in MLS Next Pro and then we're fine. Um Bingo. But on the pitch, that's where we're heading right now. A lot of the teams that have really good academies are about to pick up and about to be really good. Um, but off the pitch, Red Bull New York was announced to go to MLS Next Pro this season, and their fans, who were fans of the USL team, said, I, we're going to head out. Our, t- our team's dead. Our supporters are dead. We're out. And so that's really the mentality for a lot of these teams now, where it's just like, who cares? And so they're dipping, or they never existed. You know, um, There are some fans who show up, like, Toronto had some ultras show up for the Philadelphia versus um, Toronto playoff game. Um, They showed up. They showed up in a small section. And we asked if I asked if they would ever show up again. And they said, maybe it's like if we have free time or something, you know. Um, But Rochester, it's their first team. We respect the hell out of Rochester. They respect the hell out of us. We I I call it the friendly derby or the Cappy Rhino Derby derby. Happy Rhino. Uh, yeah, because they're the Rhinos. They're nice. not Rochester New York right. FC. Either. The team that's right. team, team formerly known as Rhinos, right? No, team always known as Rhinos, Bird. <laughs> yeah. Just lost fans in New York. So Bird. so it seems like the crew has really embraced the uh, Cappy nicknames. Do you think they're ever going to be just calling it Columbus Cappies or something like that? or No. Great question. The answer is no, but great question. All right, I know we have more to talk about, but let's take a quick break. The 2023 season is upon us, and with the new year brings us a new coach, a renewed excitement for the game, and endless twists and turns throughout the season. You're a part of our club, but it's time for you to join the team by becoming a season ticket holder. Visit columbuscrew.com forward slash tickets or call 614-447-2739 to secure your experience. Listen, Real talk here, we save the crew for a reason, right? We have the best fans in the best city in the U.S. Let's show up and prove it again. Visit columbuscrew.com forward slash tickets online or call 614-447-2739 to secure your 2023 season tickets. See you at the game. So how does the next pro league fit into the, the larger picture you know with usl formerly nasl where do those team where do the uh, next pro teams exist in the larger pyramid okay 
Bird, do you want to go ahead? Because I have a lot of opinions on this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I, I, I'll say what I understand. It's just that it's the U.S. soccer structure, professional soccer structure is really complicated um, because you yeah, have needlessly. so many different leagues. Yeah, no, in, in, yeah. You know, one of the things yeah. that we always talk about is what is about promotion and relegation. And one of the things that I talked about was saying, hey, with MLX Next Pro, do you gonna are you gonna have Pro Rel? And then I don't think so because are you gonna have, you know, end of the season a game that decides who is promoted and it's the crew one playing playing crew two? How how does that work? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, but they also, need to be different organizations. It seems like yeah, right. And Plenty you, of teams we, in London, right? But like, right, exactly. I would note that there is. There is there is different uh, countries that have the second team can only play up to a certain level, so that's 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 one thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, no, that's that's good tidbit. Um, so you, but I don't know. I you know, Wikipedia says that MLX Next Pro is a third. It's like equipped to a third division in the U.S. with the USL Championship being the second, which I tend to agree. But um, then it also has so, the USL. Second league division, one, league one, fourth. yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm trying to wrap. That's like that's the question I had for you guys is like trying to wrap my brain around that. Yeah, is is Next Pro more focused on youth development than the other leagues? You're gonna find an average age on Next Pro is gonna be much younger than the USL. I would think. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, you had players who plays for USL team, play for the USL team, who were playing in the World Cup. You know, guys who were in their 30s, and you you probably won't see um, that kind of experience and probably that kind of talent. Uh, actually, no, there was one MLS Next Pro player that went to the World Cup for Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think it, that kind of stuff will be much more common with the USL. Well, Court, what do you have to say about that? You said you had a lot to say about that type of thing. Give us your hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> a big thing with me is I, I, I believe in the conspiracy theory that they're trying to kill USL. Um, personally, by yeah, they, put I the tinfoil hat back on. There we are. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, I I like the league for what it stands for. I like it for giving people a chance. But the way that the league has acted thus far with their expansion has really put me off edge. Um, by going to Huntsville and then going to Cleveland and then going to Carolina, which is like great, but they're also like at the same time fighting with USL for these places because. I just, like in USL two, Cleveland Force was announced like a year before Cleveland MLS Next Pro, and then in uh, in Huntsville, after Huntsville, like two months later, North Alabama SC was announced for uh, USL two, and then in Carolina, you know Carolinas, but it's just kind of those things. Like I I personally believe that these two leagues are getting like are looking at each other and trying to be like, are you, are you trying to start something? Are you trying to start a fight? And they're making tiny moves. And I don't know. It's a business. It's a business. I'm kind of like, eh, about the business itself. Um, If we get like another independent team, like Rochester, that's when I'm going to be like, okay. And I'm just going to step back just a little bit. Yeah. Because they were, they were, I I think of Rochester as a team that's been around for a while and, and always pretty competitive in the USL. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they've been around that they probably was a part of USL, right? Yeah. They have a really, like really traditional fan base, uh, a lot of culture, a lot of history with that club. It's kind of, I don't, I'm not a fan and I haven't talked to them, but 
know, it might be kind of weird to be hijacked from the USL league where you're playing other independent teams to come and um, play. It's fun for them because they still got to play the crew at Historic Crew Stadium, so it makes it all worth it. But if, you know, all, all the other things are probably pretty bad. It's it's so far they're starting to real they're starting to realize what their place is in MLS Next Pro, and it's it's kind of getting sad um, because you know after we took one of their best strikers, uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, I probably should remember his name. Uh, they took we took one of his best strikers for replacement of her JR they started like being like what the hell anyone can just kind of take our team even our rival like at any point and then you know they i make I, up rules it, it, it's like <laughs> i don't know it's just yeah. a, so it's such a weird thing to do are there similar like franchise fees and that like are those transactions separate for the development of next pro and usl teams do you know a lot of them are hidden so we do not know Answering yeah. the, this question would mean that I actually understand how franchise fees work in the MLS, and I don't. Yeah, yeah, that's also true. Well, I mean, I d- I'll put my tinfoil hat on, and I feel like, you know, when Don Garber runs out of money, we get a new team. You know, it's like <laughs> probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I am just always baffled by the the uh, the shifting of of you know what we hear on what on what's coming, and and then you know a new team crops up and say. Austin, right outside of uh, mm-hmm. San Antonio, where uh, where they had a formal bid in for a new team and that kind of thing. So I'm with you. It sounds murky. Yeah, the the whole thing. I just it's interesting because you know with USL, I was always hoping. I think you know. I think Core's on the same page. I I kind of agree. Where you know, I really wanted that pyramid structure that we see in Europe and everything else, where you know you start at the the bottom you know, and you, you work your way up or something to that effect, or even, you know, I like the promotion relegation because regardless of if the crew were to drop down to like a second division, I would still support. Like, I, I don't think our fan base being our fan base, we would still show up in the exact same number. We would just be angry. Yeah. It would be more angry. It would be, it would be good. It would be a positive thing, you know, and what they keep saying is, well, we don't want these people to buy into this, you know, and have these owners you know, spend all this money just to lose and go down to a second, you know, thing. And I think with MLS next, we're kind of looking at the death of pro rail because I, I feel like they're, you know, saying crew two and, you know, all these like secondary teams, it's kind of like a farm team situation. But at the same time, I think that could be positive in bringing up the, you know, the youth and whatnot. And especially if you like, you know, I just remember seeing the Clippers and going and seeing Daryl strawberry play. Yeah, when they used to be like the farm team for New York, and it was like cool to see somebody drop down if they're injured to like kind of like work their way back, mm-hmm. or you know how this year we saw like you know Zawartsky and we saw you know Russell Rowe come up and really and, and Farsi, oh geez, Farsi oh, really yeah. come in and impact the crew, and it would be awesome to have that relationship of like you know a farm team in that, but also you know where does USL stand and all that, and I think it's very funny they were like. Yeah, MLS Next Pro is going to be three, and then USL is going to be two, and it's like, well, the USL and MLS don't talk to each other. Like, it's not a right. Thing. Yeah, it just makes me think they're trying to push out the USL. I completely agree with that. I think they made it pretty clear that the only ones they want to work with now is Liga Liga MX. That's mm-hmm. that's that or nothing. That's a good point at this point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think this probably has roots in a few years ago when they passed a lot of the transfer policies um, where clubs are getting certain percentages of the sell-on fees. 
Um, and MLS looked at that and went, how are we going to capture more of that? And the answer yeah. is bring them in younger, move them up, move them on. And, you know, and, and for us, I mean, it gives us something to, to watch. I love it. It's more to consume. It's better to watch people right. come through for four years versus two. I love consumerism. Yep. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's a lot of what the MLS is trying to do is trying to be a seller. They're trying to be a selling league. Right. Right. Um, they're, they're you know, they want those Weston McKinney. Yeah, they want the Weston McKinney's. They want the the Aronsons. They want the Tower Adams. They want to push those guys through. And then they can bring the older guys back, right? The the Bales right. and the oh. world. They can afford oh. to. Yeah. That's yeah, sour. I, I, I don't I know. Think, I think it brings something really cool to mention. Like this year, we're getting these young guys coming in, and you see them play for crew tunes. Like, oh, I wish he could come in and play for. And then he actually does, and they do yeah. make a difference and make and, an impact. And you can right. feel the crowd like this is one of ours. You know, like this mm -hmm. is one of ours. Mm -hmm. You want to see him succeed. You know, even 100%. though they might come from somewhere else, but it's it's a special. Right. I think that it gives a lot of identity. Yes. Yeah, to to those players, and I think the for the players and for the teams, it's really smart, and for the league too. And I think that what the crew is doing with investing on crew two and and bringing all these good players and having a great coach on the head of it and trying to, you know, there was a lot of turnover, especially on the defense for crew two, with a lot of players going out. And you know, as fans, we kind of we were talking amongst themselves ourselves and say. Where we, who are we going to cheer for? Do we go, are we going to, anyone going to stay, you know, or is it just going to be a one year stint or players either going to MLS or USL or somewhere else? Um, but we that, did get to keep a lot of our players. Um, but you have, you know, I was looking at the draft that the crew just did and you see a lot of players who are probably going to come straight to crew two, but players who, that's the that's the mentality is create it's finding those people who have so much potential giving them a very competitive you know high quality environment to grow in with you know the possibility even to play for the big guys when needed and playing for you know josh williams played uh for crew two uh, a couple of times when he was getting back in shape right so you get the opportunity to play with those guys as well i i think it's a really smart way to go about it and to just poach all of these great players from other academies as well, like we did uh, with our draft and uh, bringing uh, Ryo from Rochester. That's his name, Ryo. Ryo. Yeah. So yeah. So are the are the rosters interchangeable? Or you know, are there certain there are rules you know, the waiting a, periods a, and yeah. If a player plays for a crew two, I think correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. Three times, if they play three times for the crew, if they want to play a fourth time, they have to sign a professional contract and become okay. a player for the crew. Yeah. So far, we've we've only had one. I think we've always no two. Farsi and Jrr. Jr. Both yeah, I thought he was signed and I... Sands Sands as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Jrr was signed. Yeah. Are you sure that? Yeah. Are you sure that uh, Mo actually played three games? I thought Mo was just after it was like one game, and everyone was like, "Holy crap, Mo Farsi! Holy crap, Mo Farsi!" He's, and he's then, very good. Yeah. I yeah, he's got a high ceiling. That guy yeah, is really good. Yeah, he's very very good. That's what all the Canadian um, Canadian Premier League uh, fans were saying. They were so pissed when Mo Farsi came for this. What is this MLS Next Pro League? Like, why is this going to squander his talents there? And then he comes in and just destroys everything. And, you know, he's now playing. I mean, I, I fully expect him to be the backup RB. Yeah, we talked to a guy from the Balls Round up in Montreal, and he was 
so high on Farsi. He yeah, had so many Farsi good things. Really good. Uh, we had a guy who came for the Toronto game, for the semifinal Toronto game. Um, and he was a Calgary fan. He would not talk to us. I don't I don't know if he was just pissed off that he had to like come here to watch Mo Farsi play. Because he was obviously there for Farsi. <laughs> Typical Calgarian or whatever he's called. <laughs> Calgarian. <laughs> Calgarian? Targaryen. <laughs> did, did he a dragon? <laughs> um, but yeah. A lot of the Canadian Premier League fans are really split on it too. I, I dabble in the CPL a lot. They they see it as a way for like, they, they like it because their players, like, you know, the players that they love can succeed in life. And you always want that at the end of the day. Um, but they're also pissed because how are they supposed to get to the level of MLS at this point <laughs> if they can't even have their own players without them going to their second right. teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are the games like? I mean, what, what's the, are they at uh, historic Mafre? What's the, what do you guys call it? Uh, I, I call it a bunch of different names. Bird. I just call it the historic crew stadium. I'm fully embraced that. Yeah. Again, I've been to one game. It was the final for the Eastern conference and it was great. It was a lot because I stayed with, well, you know, with the Capybrava and there was a lot of, uh, well, actually groups from the Nordeca that came as well. Uh, there was the, the, the people from the drummers and uh, Corey, if you know the name of the groups, please give them shout outs because they, they were great. Lagardia, um, a lot of the old Hudson Street hooligan guys, mm-hmm. uh, Yellow Nation yeah. Army, um, Tooligans, which is the other supporter group for Crew 2, which is also kind of run by Yellow Nation Army. Um, and then... Tooligans? Yeah. We'll get into that. T-W-O. We'll get into that when it's my turn. Bird, continue. Yeah, and so it was a lot more of a, I don't know, communal, more like watching a game with your friends and being... You can actually do impact the players on the field. They can hear you really well. Uh, <laughs> I was we yeah we uh, the, one of the bits that the guys make is telling the goalies to tuck their shirt in. <laughs> and so the whole game you, you're yelling at them to tuck their shirt in, tuck their shirt in, and I and yelling at their goalie the whole time. And at that last minute uh, set piece goal that they scored, that the goalie had come uh, to tie the game. I think was it three uh, three. No, 2-2 two, two at, the, at the very end of the regular time. That and game was awesome. Yeah, the, their goalie just like runs right like right up to us and he's like giving us, you know, giving us <laughs> uh, the I can't hear you or be quiet and, and things uh, like that. I, did he tuck uh, in his shirt? No, he did no. not tuck in oh, his I shirt. Oh, I thought you were going to say he came left. over and he was like tucking in his shirt. Yeah, sure wasn't even tucked. Uh, and... <laughs> It was great. It, it's really good. It's you see, uh, I think a younger crowd too. A lot of younger kids go to these games. It's you know, a cheap family friend activity to do on a Sunday, uh, with with without all the belligerency and. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask. I, I was told like uh, tickets are cheaper, and then food is cheaper, and beer is cheaper, like significantly across the board. Can you guys speak to that? Yes. Um, we did have a problem with the Toronto semifinal, though. They raised the price to 25 and we were pissed. But a big thing is that it's a significantly cheaper. cheaper. It's like 90% of the time the parking's free, unless it's like Cincinnati. Um, 
but yeah. Were hot dogs like a dollar or something? It was it was dollar brat night, yeah. Dollar brat night. Is that like across the board dollar brat night? Uh, no. It, it's oh, a gimmick thing to get people to come, but it works. Yeah, it should. I mean, yeah, they had, Yeah, they had for a good amount of time that you could bring your own food yeah. into the stadium as well. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> so, Just walk yeah. in with a pizza? Yeah. Some people like walking with lasagna. <laughs> and yeah that's a really good offering for for family and now these people here are family people just like me and i have season tickets i have two season tickets and if i we all go and with food and all that stuff me and we we, we're starving for the rest of the week (laughs) you gotta what you gotta just go for dollar brat night buy them out and then put them in the fridge at home, yeah. and then you can afford. <laughs> well, Bird, let me ask you: what's the what's the schedule like? You know, is it you know does it does the schedule run the same as MLS? Um, a, it was a shorter you know, season, okay, because we had less teams, um, and I hope that they change that next season. But they only had divisions play amongst themselves. So, okay. you know, like the crew two never played the Rapids two, which is something that I would really like to I'll be the only crew two fan there. Um right. know, telling their goalkeeper to um tuck in his shirt. Uh but I think most of the games are on Sundays, usually early morning to mid afternoon. They had a lot of games. They had to take water breaks during the summer because they're playing at some pretty brutal one PM, two PM uh game schedules. And I think they had a couple of midweek games, but not as much again, because um, it's going to be completely different uh, this season with going from 21 to 28 teams. Yeah. And yeah. I'm hoping that they have at least a couple of uh, cross conference games for every team, but we don't know. And do they play, do they play weekly games? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We had a bye week because I think that our division had one last team. It was 21, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, so the Eastern conference had a bye week. So there's two divisions East West. Yep. Those are conferences. Okay. We have four divisions. Oh yeah, sorry, conference. That that's what I thought. Can you explain that? Because like I that's I each, I checked out then. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Each conference has four or five. Um it's split into uh central, eastern, uh midwestern Pacific, Pacific. Yeah. Western. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's just a bunch of dumb stuff. Like you know, we I say that I'm gonna put it on a banner that we won the uh, the conference. We won our conference. We won the Eastern title. We won the top of the league, and we won the cylinder. But in reality, up, yeah. it's three trophies. But you know, conference saying that you won a conference is pretty cool. Um, it's kind of yeah. like how they divide. I think that's them trying to NFL NFL eyes uh, this yeah. thing yeah. by having like two different divisions and then the different, I don't know. Yeah. Conferences it feels like that's one of those things where they're just throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, like they're trying to build, build some rivalries, right? They're trying to, right. trying yeah. to establish yeah, narratives some, and rhetoric. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, that's testing for sure because exactly. you start to get a yeah. lot of teams and this is one way they can ex- keep expanding. Yeah. You know, they're yep. all about expansion and the money coming in. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I was told, so like another thing I, besides the rules, they were saying that, um, in that interview I was listening to is that, you know, we have Columbus, you know, crew two is in Columbus and a lot of the, you know, the secondary teams are in the cities that they are playing for, but they're looking at moving them to adjacent cities to expand fan base. So like, it would be like Columbus crew two moving to Dayton. 
Like none mm. of that's confirmed, but they said a lot of people are. Yeah. For us in Columbus, what's great is I don't think that's, that's going to happen. Well, yeah, but yeah. for us, for us, for sure. But like for other people, no, like no, I know. when you said Nashville, they, their, you know, farm team was going where? Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. Huntsville. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's like taking another, like, cause there is a lot of pockets, you know, Rochester being one of them, that is um, soccer hotspots yeah. that were yeah. like really, 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 cause I grew up playing soccer and like a bunch of these random cities had like awesome players that were like, you know, Rochester was one of them. Like some solid players came from like Rochester. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think Columbus is going to have that because we have historic Crew Stadium, Estadia, FUDF Stadium, or wherever. Yeah, it's our it's already here. There's no reason for them to move. They have everything already here, yeah. so we're probably safe. But all right, before we get into that, let's take a quick break. Sorry, I'm here for business. Discordaca, it's Discordaca, it's Discordaca, it's Discord Echo. Discord.gg slash crew96. That's discord.gg slash crew96. Join today. All right. So I do want to, you know, for the people that don't know or, you know, the listeners that like don't really know, kind of go over the, you know, last season was the first season. How did we do? How did we do it? And, you know, kind of where we're at and where we hope to go. You know, kind of like bookending this whole thing. So, you know, we kind of got what in, you know, MLS next is kind of how, what, 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 how the Cappies, how you guys created this culture, how you guys created, you know, the Capybara, you know, where we're at, where they can find it. You know, last season we won the cup. How did we do that? And with who? Long Courtois, Mo Far- Oh wait, Mo Farsi wasn't on this roster. Jason Russell Rowe. Uh, I'm kidding. I was just, I was about to list the entire roster, but, um, but, but the coach, so the coach, it's, it's worthwhile to say that the coach is French, correct? He is French. Yeah. yeah and our new coach is also French. And they play two very similar, uh, styles of, uh, soccer as well. If you look, I, I was so uh, excited, um, to have this because, you know, the crew two won everything. They had the most assists, the most goals, the best defense, the best offense, uh, the most points. They, if you, it was crazy. You it, yeah. yeah, it was. It was. It was the first time, and they just just took everything that they could. It was completely bonkers, and I think that you know it was a team that was really really fun to watch because you had them playing on a three five two um, formation. Um, that uh, both Courtois and Nancy like to use. and But on the Cruz 352, you see uh, those outside center backs on that back three line actually mm-hmm. uh, join the attack a lot and overload those sides while the um, right wing back or left wing back would come back. And so there was, there was a lot of movement within the movement. outside. If you go back to watch some of those Crew 2 games, just watch the movement uh, off the ball. Uh, from Kurtois the players, played a th- he played a three-five-two. He played a three-five-two for Man, most I of the. That. Yeah, you had um, for most, uh, and it's which is a formation that I particularly really like. Me too. So you have both levels of the crew supposedly with bringing Nancy in, being able to be plugged in and play that formation, play that philosophy. So I'm really excited for that French connection between the two of them. And Moreira being the best right back in the league, also uh, and being French. Um, yeah, but do you great. think he'll, he'll be, you think he'll be a wing back, or do you think he'll be like one of the three center backs? Mo, uh, Moreira. Yeah, uh, Moreira will probably play right wing back. I would assume either that or I. I don't know what formation they were going to play. They might they might go with the three four three, 
as well. And if they do that, then uh, it's kind of hard to know if he's going to play like right midfield or right wing back. Mm-hmm. So. It's interesting because Farsi, Farsi and Sands are would be awesome in that because they love to get in the attack. They love getting up and down. I it, mm-hmm. I was kind of bummed that Pedro left because I felt like he had like maybe one good season as a wing back. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's like where he was at, but. Was not to be. So they, so they played a 3-5-2. They went out and just yeah. stomped people. And one of the standout guys that we were talking about is Jason Russell Rowe or JRR. Mm-hmm. Some people call him the pirate. You know, we're no, we're not here to debate any of that, what we're going to call him. But he he was an absolute monster. Like yeah. that dude scored, you know. And was it all him or was it like the system he was in? You know, like everyone... Sorry, go ahead, finish your question. Go, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I I don't know. So I watched, full disclosure, we as a pod, like I followed all the games on FOTMOB immediately. Like I, I always like looked and saw like, you know, stats. I did all that stuff, nerded out on that. But I didn't watch but maybe like 10 games in total. I was at the final. That's the only one I was physically at. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of it was Jason Russell and Mofarsi. But you have like, it wasn't all just them. Like they're the talent that we have there. Besides um, Mofarsi, JR, like because we have really good captain, we have a really good coach, we have really good staff working. It's just it's a group collective thing. But also the way they position themselves on social media, Twitter, YouTube, it was always like goofy. It was like kind of a goofy friendship. It was it didn't seem it seemed like they were all friends. Like everything they posted was them hanging out, having fun, and you guys doing yeah. the whole cappy thing. Like played into it, and yeah. I felt like they just leaned into that hard. Like you, you. So if you created that stuff off the jump, they just leaned into that and they said, "All right, our identity is not going to be this like professional, you know, buttoned up team." Like it all seemed like they had fun and was, you know, like you said, like one of the players like went out and bought a hat. Like everybody, but it seemed like it was the whole team. Yeah, like everybody was just like having fun. They were they were taking films of them at practicing and stuff like that, and they were just laughing and like. I don't know how to put it. So true. Okay, so two things. One, they are all friends. Like I've I've talked to all of them before. All of them are great friends. We gave them a scarf. They hung it up inside of their like inside of the locker room. They're wonderful mm-hmm. with us. They're they love each other. Um, like they're they're all. It's really fun to watch these collective groups of people, especially with our name being the Capybaras and Capybaras being known for their friendship, um, and collective crewness. Um, and they're cute. Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're cute. Um, but like, so they run in crews. Yeah, yeah. they run in crews. Yeah. It's like my goal for starting to my goal for this year. And if you guys want to support me, every once in a while, you know, a couple times a month, I'm uh, tweeting at uh, the Merriam Webster Dictionary to have crew recognized as a term for a group of capybaras like murder crowd <laughs> oh, awesome. this is, that's, that's my my uh 2023 resolution is to change the english language in that way we we're um, good because we're gonna provoke to exist yeah one of the things i you know cora saying how i think that you know maybe i'm being grandiose again but giving the players that identity that was a little bit different from the main team like they're the capybara, they're like kind of like their own thing. They have their own identity. They have their own little traditions and things. Um, I think maybe that helped create what seems to be a very cohesive unit and a really good locker room culture as well. Um, I think it's just silly, maybe uh, breaking the ice. And, you know, my favorite non-game memory for last season was I was doing 
on Twitter, I was trying to raise money for the Friends of Delintengi Watershed, mm -hmm. which is a nonprofit nonprofit there in Columbus, by giving out shirts. And I said, you know what would be cool? It was still in the beginning of the season, but I try. I reached out to Marco Micheletto, the captain of yeah. the crew too, and I said, hey, man, um, I'm going to buy this shirt from Support Supply Co. It's the one that has the capybara. It says, don't worry, be happy, be cappy. Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. it has a little capybara on it. Uh, and I said, hey, if I send this to you, uh, would you get you know the guys to autograph it and he was super for it he got it he autographed we gave the giveaway we raised a bunch of money for you know uh, that a good cause and he was the one himself who gave to one of our friends at the discredeke to give to the person who won the the draw so that kind of that's the other great thing about this let's say minor league team is how close you can be with some of the people that you're watching and that you are following so closely um, they respond to you and you can do that kind of stuff and you can have that little bit of that um, relationship with them. Well, keep, we'll keep an eye out, keep, you know, keep us posted with, uh, with, you know, when, when the schedule comes out, what, you know, what, what key games we need to, to keep an eye out for. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Come uh, watch the games with us. Uh, we'll be mostly yeah. watch the games and we discuss it and, and the Discord decade, uh, we'll uh, just talk through it. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully we have better broadcasting next year. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Bird, Core, thank you guys for uh, making time to get on and uh, look forward to checking out the crew two this season. Absolutely, guys. Uh, yeah, and we'll keep in touch. Oh, come on, Core. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get out of here. Don't take my job, Core. Course. Perfect course. Course. Perfect course. 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 All right. Yeah, Follow please. Follow the Capybrava on Twitter, twitter.com slash Capybrava. Um, if you don't know where that is, then go on twitter.com slash discordeca. If you don't know where that is, go on uh, the Nordeca uh, Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash Nordeca. If you don't know where that is, I'm not helping you through the entire process. Figure it out. All right. Well, you know what we say at the end of the show. <laughs> Mars, where are we at? Uh, we say go crew two. Go crew. Go crew, go crew two. Go Cappies. Thanks, everyone, for joining the club. We hope you'll listen next week and every week, even in the off-season, to celebrate or commiserate. We'll save you a seat. If you like this podcast, please give us five stars and subscribe. You can email us at upper90clubpod at gmail.com. That's upper90clubpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at upper90clubpod. Go crew! No, you keep singing. You and all your friends say you love to get naughty. Sipping on that henna. Love that boot guys. Thank you for your Okay, I pull up, pull up, pull up.